All right, so um, I trust you've got a seggy one because I've not done anything for it. What? You've not got anything? Well, it's a good job I have. It's it's the worst one I've done yet. Can you put that in the intro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the intro. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. Wow, nice voice. Dulcet tones. I mean, it's it's my normal voice. We're both guys, we're chatting about home cinemas. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Tickets, please. I, I don't know why I said that, but I was thinking, what I was thinking was... A ticket was, for my own house? Yeah, exactly, but a ticket for the cinema, because we're not going to the cinema at the moment, and I think... Uh, you know, that's that's one of the uh, one of the things we might be discussing that we're you know that we're not going to the cinema. Are we missing it, etc.? Uh, so, Ian, what have we got? What have we got coming up? The question that has etc. in it. Are we missing it, etc.? <laughs> um, so today we will be. Uh, you haven't even told me what the seggy one is about. You've you've created a wonderful seggy one. We'll get into that. Um, I'm sure um, it's going to be highly, Ian, highly entertaining. Ian, it's as previously mentioned, the worst one that I've done. Um, okay. <clears throat> by quite, by quite a, a long margin. I don't even know how it works. What? what? <laughs> so we'll just get around to it. The the thing with Seggy One is usually that there's a strict format, which means that any lapse of concentration is still restrained by the format. It keeps us exactly. together. And today you're telling me that even the format is not strong. Lockdown, yeah. The, even the format isn't isn't in lockdown. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. What are we talking about in the in the deep dive? Obviously, we've got well, Life Score. So. I I thought that after Life Scores, our deep dive this week would be on home cinema, or weirdly, in my notes, what I've called home theatre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. Yeah, basically we're in lockdown. Cinemas, at least for the longest time now, have been uh, unavailable to us. Maybe they're starting to slowly open up again. By the time people listen to this, they might be able to sit in one that's at twenty percent capacity with a mask on. Twenty uh, percent open, like the the doors are. You have to really squeeze through. Yeah, thin, be thin to get in. Being like um, people only. But on, on top of your 3D glasses, you've also got eye protection and PPE, so the experience is massively diminished. So we thought, well, let's have a look at what you can do to make your home cinema experience great. And in my mind, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about those classic setups that you see with enormous speakers, walls of speakers next to huge projection screens. But I think based on our Twitter and Facebook response, the reality is not similar at all so we'll get into yeah. that later okay but first um you'd struggle if you're trying to get 20 percent into the cinema but first but first important <laughs> message yeah um we were supposed to do a podcast about three or four weeks ago and actually we did it mm-hmm. but we chose to pull the episode and not release it um for i think quite important reasons so what were those reasons ollie you know we always kind of discuss about what the theme of the the episode will be and it's you know it's normally just something that you know pops into our head and there it is you agree because you don't have to think about it anymore and uh you know i i hadn't ever watched training day so i watched that and thought that you know what there's a lot of kind of cool movies where there's like good cops and bad cops so we decided to do one on good cop bad cop so you know looking at your bad lieutenants, your training days, your, you know, to sort of, you know, good cops, you know, your kindergarten cops, all that sort of stuff in our own kind of whimsical, very non-taking-it-seriously way. Um, you know, there's nothing sort of problematic in there or anything like that, but we had... It takes us a long time to release an episode. We're, you know, full-time working um at the moment so it it does take us a little while to release an episode we are very sporadic and we you know we we know that we used to do one a week don't know how we did it but we just don't do that anymore but the point i'm getting to is we we actually sort of recorded this and decided it quite a while ago in fact before 
uh, what had you know happened with George Floyd and then obviously the ensuing protests and you know a lot of the things that have been happening in the states and then obviously uh, spread into around the world with you know um, rights protests and Black Lives Matter and uh, and all those sort of things that we're you know that we're we're behind you know we're we're up for um, yeah and it just I didn't think... feel right for us to release an episode that sort of touched on corrupt police and and having us kind of talk talk crap about it basically yeah i think it was just like a a no brainer because it was like well we actually there's probably not anything in the episode that would really cause any issues but it's just like look just don't go near it for a bit because it's just like some of the cops in those films are intentionally horrible horrible people and i think because usually the episodes we do we just kind of have a bit of a laugh talking about these films i just think the tone was a bit wrong wasn't it i think like probably in a couple of years time if we like really really need to go to the well there's an episode there that's probably got some fun content about those films but i just think in uh in the current climate i think when really there are important things to question about how police operate talking about how Denzel Washington is like a really like bad guy in training day or how I don't know bad lieutenant is like just like the worst of the worst in terms of like how police should operate they should protect and serve and uh, we kind of as usual take the piss because you know this is a fun podcast so anyway let's not labour it too much it's just uh, that's the main reason that we've not had um, content for a while sorry yeah. And yeah. and I tell you what, Ian, the uh the Seggy one that we had in there was a banger. And I just remembered it now. It was uh I came up with a whole bunch of um action hero names. Oh yeah. And I mixed them I mixed them in with real ones. Um so look I, th- I think I got percent because yours were terrible. Ah, no, they were good. Um I think if worse comes to worse, what we might do one day is is just surgically remove the uh that seggy one and, and put it into a new one in fact if this one is terrible like i predict it will be you might, have <laughs> you might just do that okay um cool let's get into it seggy one bill yeah but guys we're talking about bill it's the guys on bill podcast for real you know what guys talk about bill it's the guys on bill podcast for real so ian um i've been i've been running quite a lot recently i've, I've done like a, a 12 from what? running plan from what what's what's the problem <laughs> there's no problem um <laughs> i've i've you know i've um wanted to get back a bit of health that i may have had that that listeners may be used to uh you know maybe a couple of years ago where i was running half marathons and 10ks and all that so um i've been doing like a 12 a week back. yeah get that health back so i've been doing like a, a running uh, programs. It's twelve weeks. This seggy one is on running times. Uh, you all know that my favourite film running time is ninety minutes, right? Okay. You know that. Yeah. So what I've got is I've got some franchises here, and I have got the running times of those franchises. This this is where I'm kind of maybe need your guidance. Would you prefer to put them in order of length, or would you lo- or would you rather play higher or lower? Higher or lower? Let's do that. Oh, really? Okay, it's let's a do good that. format. It's a good format. Okay. I, I feel like I've said that to you, and you're really unprepared to do it that way. But let's no, let's I'm not see unprepared. <laughs> let's see how you do. Uh, but I feel like you're going to have to be more accurate on this. Um, I guess you're going to have to thinking a bit more so so here we go first off we're looking at the matrix trilogy okay um how long is the matrix the first one in not looking on imbb what would you say it was just in the middle of doing an answer mate i i was gonna say the original matrix is taught it's it's well scripted so my feel is that it's close to the 90 minute mark but probably just a little bit more 98 98 what do you mean 98 like 98 is just under 100 maybe 1 hour 45 no it's actually 2 hours 16 minutes really 2 hours 16 okay 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 
So I actually um, watched okay. this this the other night with uh, with Eric, my son, and it still holds up. Um, so of course it does. I've I've not I've I've shown him the trailer for Reloaded, and he's like, that looks daft. So <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, so the Matrix Reloaded is it shorter or is it longer than the Matrix? I thought you said that you told Eric that the sequels did not exist. There was no way to. There was no. Way, there was actually no way to uh, stop him from finding out because they're all kind of stacked up against each other on on Amazon. So, okay, all right, impossible. Okay, um, Matrix Reloaded. That's the direct next sequel, right? Oh, we're going in chrono order, so it is the next one. Chrono order. Um, it's longer because it felt longer, and it's probably like once they realized that not once they realized once they kind of got too big for their boots and thought let's go mad so i'm going to say longer how much longer do you think by the way can i just check when you've researched these running times they include the uh, credits and all that nonsense this is this is the time that is given on imdb okay and these are the standard the the standards oh would you have preferred me to check the bbfc I would have preferred you to have watched every one and then paused at the point where the movie ends and the credits start and taken the on-screen uh, timestamp. Okay. Can you just go back and do that instead? No. Uh, look, okay. I think I feel I feel like you're you're making the running time of this episode unbearably long. <laughs> okay, it's longer, maybe by fifteen minutes. It, it is longer, but it's only longer by two minutes. They only had two more extra minutes uh, to play with there so moving on moving on the matrix revolutions the the uh final chapter in the matrix and it is going downhill quite rapidly at this point i don't know that many people that i mean i quite like matrix reloaded i like the the music i think the burly brawl is good wow even though the graphics are a bit kind of ps3 um (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say PS2, but that that's unfair. That is out of order. So PS3 okay, that's graphics. Unfair. Yeah. Um, okay. um, and I quite like some of the you know some of the car chase as well. So. For interest's sake, maybe by the third one they've worked out that people didn't want what they were giving them. Uh, so <laughs> no, but they were filming these shorter. at the same time, Ian. Oh yeah, of course. They didn't know. They didn't know. They filmed them at the same time. I think logic would say that this one would be two minutes longer still, but actually I'm going to go shorter. Like they're increasing the times by two minutes with every movie, but actually I'm going to go shorter. Yeah, you're correct. It's shorter, uh, uh, just two hours nine minutes. So is that is that two points to me? I got the first, I got the starter wrong, but I've got two points so far, the higher lower. Uh, yes, you have. So the next one is is the Gremlins film. So <clears throat> do you think Gremlins? is longer or shorter than the matrix revolutions shorter shorter but yeah it is shorter have you got any idea how how much by i would say um the gremlins originals probably again kind of closer to that classic 90 minute mark so maybe like 95 100 it's actually one hour 46 wow so i i feel it could have been 90 minutes but Anyway, interestingly, because I think this is a bit unfair, because this is this is a bit sneaky if I do this, but Gremlins Two is exactly the same length. Okay. okay oh, okay. you should have asked. Nah, because you would have gone. Mm. This is higher or lower, not higher the same or lower. I have said that before. So what you did have, you say? You have. What did you say? Gremlins was. So one hour forty six minutes, and it's exact. And Gremlins Two is exactly the same, exactly the same length. Okay. Rush Hour, the uh, the Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, uh, comedy masterpiece. Is it longer or shorter than Gremlins? Well, it's a Rush Hour, so it's probably only fifty five minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's one one thirty. Let's say one thirty. So it is shorter at one hour thirty eight minutes. Oh, okay. Okay, now Rush Hour two were they. You know, were they rushing even more, or were they taking their their merry time? Take your time, hour two. Did they have uh, more story to tell in Rush Hour Two, or, or were they like eight minutes was a bit 
you know. Can you remind me what was what was the feel of Rush Hour Two? What were they what were they up to in that? Um, very much the same sort of stuff. Yeah, rushing. Let's follow the Matrix sequel thing of two uh, two minutes longer. No, actually, no, no, no. Hold on. No, oh, sorry. Actually, no, you did Ian. a teeth suck, and I was in the middle of saying actually, I want it to be nine minutes shorter. Like I don't know about this, viewers. Uh, how do you feel about? Uh, I don't know about that. It is shorter at one hour thirty minutes, so you're pretty much bang on with your revised. Shorter. Eight minutes shorter. Yeah, I was just basically using revolutions as the comparison. <laughs> what? Why? Well, I don't know. It set a precedent by being nine minutes shorter than uh, whatever the minimum was called. Reloaded. Okay, then by that logic, Rush Hour 3. No, because it's already broke. Oh, no, no, actually, hold on. Two minutes longer. Let's say two minutes long. You're pretty good, actually. This one, Rush Hour 3, is one hour, 31 minutes. I mean, I'd say I'd watch watch these films any night of the week purely because (laughs) it's a great number to work with. Yeah, Yeah, okay. I mean, the latest that I would put on a film of a weekday is probably about 8.30 yeah same we're getting that way as well it's just pointless putting it on anytime later okay Ian now this is where you're really going to get tested I want some real accurate figures for, for from here on in Alien. can you remind me what's the running time of rush hour 3 so that's 1 hour 31 minutes okay so Alien and I really want to hear the the run time on this one um, it's it, well I don't think there was a director's cut it's like just less than two hours I think yeah correct it's one hour 57 minutes that's that's bang on yeah yeah there you go so it is longer don't worry about it okay um, now we're talking we're talking the you know whatever's on IMDB so I guess this is just the cinematic cut Aliens longer than Alien or shorter um Aliens, I feel like, is a more mass market film, but there's a lot in it. Hmm. And I struggle because the thing that I've watched for the longest time is the director's cut that's like a a longer ride, as James Cameron would say. (laughs) Um, Let's say two and a half hours because I think James Cameron finds it harder to rein himself in, maybe. Yeah, true. Uh, It is longer, but it's, it's actually just... A breezy two hours, 17 minutes. Oh, interesting. Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's rattle through these now. Alien 3. It's shorter, say two hours, five. It's it's one hour, 54, but you did okay. guess, you know, the name of the game isn't guess the exact, you know, timestamp. It's, you know, it, it is higher or lower, so. Yeah, this, Ollie, this is making me think you should surgically remove the... Uh, action hero thing and replace it for this because we're getting so into numerical figures in this that it's unentertaining <laughs> let's just do higher or lower let's just do higher or lower forget the runtime <laughs> okay for the last three uh, yeah. Terminator lower correct one hour 47 Terminator 2 Judgment Day longer correct two hours 17 minutes exact same length as Aliens wow. uh, T3 Rise of the Machines Lower. Correct. Uh, one hour forty-nine. Well done. Don't know what the logic of that last one was, but I feel like it was sort of reboot, so they had to make it kind of snappy and commercial. So who knows? And a bonus, a bonus point. If you can guess roughly, like within within let's say five minutes, uh, the longest runtime of any of the Transformers films. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Three hours twenty? No, it's two hours forty-five though. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> just on run times, do you know the run time of Heaven's Gate? I saw five five hours, something like that. Five hours twenty-five. Um, just when you talked about run times, the first thing that came to my mind was Cool Runnings. Do you know the run time of Cool Runnings? Well, it's got to be ninety minutes, isn't it? Uh, just looked it up one hour 38 minutes so yeah like 8 minutes off pretty good pretty yeah. close you have to put that one on at 8.22 <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, cool. I think Deep I'll dive. leave this in. I think I'll leave it in. I'll I'll, I'll make it snappy. Yeah. I'll edit I'll edit it, but I think it's fine. Yeah. I think the higher or lower works. The uh higher or lower and also define exactly why it's higher or lower is, you know. Yeah. I mean people have learnt some some runtimes of some classic films there, so uh life scores? Life scores. Life score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Ian, how are you? I'm doing good. Pretty good considering. Um, considering what? Well, we're in lockdown. These are trying times. It's been lifted now, though. Lift out lockdown. We can be lifted. Yeah, yeah pretty good. We've had fewer barbecues because it's been rainy and I was enjoying yeah. the barbecuing in lockdown for a while there but things have been pretty I said this to you before I've worked a little bit later than normal today because things have been pretty fast paced at work we've been working to milestones and uh, but everything's going really good so nice can't complain let me tell you about some films that I've watched recently though okay okay, okay. Oh, and also just been having a good time having a dog around it's nice oh, have you? Has uh, Arnie learnt any new tricks? Yeah, he can now uh, do the line from Total Recall where he says, "God damn it, go ahead and give this people ear." <laughs> can so, he edit podcasts? Uh, no, and I'm not interested in teaching him that. But just more Arnie lines, I think, from the dog would you know that suffice. Yeah, he he can also bench about five hundred pounds. Okay. So yeah, uh, films I've watched recently: uh, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Have you seen this? No, no. But my mum actually sent me a text message out of the blue saying, uh, "Eurovision film, very good." Wow, <laughs> it is good. It's um, it's not hilarious start to finish, but it's like you know, if you've seen uh, Blades of Glory, yes, it's got. A lot of the same highs and lows of that. So, yeah, you know, are we that looking at that thing? sort of formula? It's similar formula, I'd say. So, here's the official synopsis. The official synopsis. When aspiring musician Lars and Sigrid are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. Ollie, you'll love it. Okay, I'm up for it. Um, Sadly, it's been the surprise hit, hasn't it? I don't know if it, I, I haven't really kept up with it. I just I saw it kind of um, advertised, and then it was like the sort of main thing in the front of Netflix for a little while. And I thought, all right, let's go for it. I think um, Rachel McAdams is really good in it. She's really funny and also weirdly believable, as un, unlike a number of the other um, North American act, actors and actresses that are cast in. Um, Scandi roles. Scandi roles, yeah. She's actually quite believable. Um, I'm just looking now, the meta score for this is only 50, so boo. But um, Yeah, but what's the user score? The user score, I can't actually see the overall, but loads of them are 10 out of 10, so fair enough. <laughs> 100%. Loads of them, loads of them. Yeah. The one disappointing thing I had in this film is still a positive, which is they they imagine a song that they will do as their sort of big Eurovision song which is called Volcano Man <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it and it just has um, Will Ferrell kind of making breathy almost like orgasmic sounds but in place of the percussion so he's like <laughs> and um, then they just start singing Volcano Man over the top of it it's brilliant very good, but unfortunately, that's not actually the song they take to the competition. Okay, is uh, it is it safe for watching with kids? There are probably a few bits that are a little bit um, adult and theme. Like basically, if you remember back to Blades of Glory, yeah, th- the John Header is that Napoleon Dynamite's real name? That's the John? one. John Heder, yeah. his character yeah. is like getting close with the female int- love interest, and then uh, Will Ferrell's character like goes off with her, and they he believes that they 
like been cheating behind his back or whatever. Something very similar happens in this, and there's a lot of waking up in bedrooms and stuff. So okay. maybe not one for the kiddos. Okay. Thanks for uh, thanks for warning me. You've been warned. Next, I watched Frozen. Uh, we've got Disney Plus. Frozen, don't rate it. To mm. be honest. Okay. Um, it's a song rather than a movie, really, to be honest. Like the best bit the best bit is Let It Go, and that's you know, very enjoyable. But yeah. then the rest of the movie, it's one of them like I, I mentioned it to people in work and they were like, Is it really just the case that you don't like musicals? And I said, Well actually, I like Moana but yeah. I think in Moana they choose the right time. Did you did you bang your fist like on the on the table like and get a bit angry to assert dominance. No, I do like musicals. I like Moana. Um, I do like Moana, but I think they judge the time to have a song better than they do in Frozen. Frozen's one of those where like somebody moves to a door and someone has to sing about it. Yeah. So anyway, watch Frozen. Meh. Frozen 2's just come out and somebody said there isn't even a song in that one. So, Ooh. harsh critique. So, also watch Toy Story 4. I hadn't seen it yet. The most recent one I'd seen was 3. And I think Toy Story 4 was out in the cinema just before lockdown. Maybe I'm... I don't know. Maybe I'm oh, no, it was one. last year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was last summer. Okay, last summer, fair enough. I just missed it. I missed it, mate. I, I enjoyed uh, the setting in the big... Um, fairground I thought it was cool um, did it need to happen though not sure I actually kind of forget how Toy Story 3 finished but I felt like the end of it were all wrapped up with spoiler alert but Woody kind of moving on am I allowed to say that that was all I cool. guess yeah yeah you can say that and then uh, RC but um, I watched a film called Paris, Texas, which is a Vim Vendors film with Harry Dean Stanton, who's in um, Alien. Yeah. Say RC. It's maybe a tiny bit pretentious, but it's a very cool film, actually. Have you seen it? No. Um, Rhea and I decided that we were going to start watching the top 250 films on IMDb. And I've realised that there's a technical issue in doing that because it constantly changes. And there's no easy way to just download the list in PDF or like Excel form. So I had to like kind of snapshot right. what it was like on a particular day. The very first one was Terminator. But thus far, I've not been able to convince Rhea to watch the Terminator as the very first one. The mood has not quite been right yet. I think you you can you can get there. I mean, maybe, I don't know, can you not ease her in with somewhat, somewhat similar, but... We watched Wall-E the other day, so it's a they're, fair they're, journey they're eased from here. In, eased in with Wall-E, that's it. Yeah, maybe go to sh- maybe Short Circuit Short Circuit, too. yes, 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 you're right. Short Circuit, then it's Robocop. Then it's Terminator. Then it's Terminator. Yeah. Um, Paris, Texas is uh, the official synopsis. Do you want that? Yeah, you get it. No. The official synopsis. Travis Henderson, an aimless drifter who has been missing for four years, wanders out of the desert and must reconnect with society himself and his life. Um, every shot in this film is like a really cool Wild West picture that's got like a weird mix of like Americana, McDonald's, yeah. like garages signage all that sort of stuff it's cool it's a nice film I, would, I think I think you would enjoy it okay I would say though that you don't really need to describe a drifter as aimless because I think by virtue of the fact that they're a drifter would generally mean that you know they're pretty aimless right well I, I don't write the official synopsis <laughs> well I I've asked you for proof I've asked you for proof, but thus far, none given. So, Well, fair enough. I've, I've got a very tenuous link to you watching The Matrix, which is I've been reading a book called Simulacra and Simulation, which is uh, written by a, an RC postmodernist writer who also wrote a book about America, which is mm. kind of referenced in Paris, Texas. Anyway, Neo read simulacra and simulation or he he hides his cool like uh yeah he's got it hollowed inside, out yeah hollowed out he hides his discs inside there 
there's a link to what you've recently been watching and asking me the runtime of. So that's it. That's what I've been... Oh, actually, we watched Skyscraper the other night as well, finally. Just to confirm, that was one of the top 250... No, that was unrelated. It was just something that came up on um, Prime or whatever the other day. So watch that. All right, Ollie, how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'll... Uh, I haven't. You know what? This lockdown and and the last sort of four or five weeks has been a real. It's been. I've watched less films than I've ever watched in my life. Um, wow. I've wanted to watch Predator Two now for two weeks, um, and I haven't. I just haven't got round to it. So there's multiple reasons. One, um, I'm up early. And I'm I'm working all day, so and I'm I'm busier than I've ever been. Um, reason number two, I'm running quite a lot, so I go out what and I run. And can you look? You're gonna have to let me sort of finish here. Number number three, my kids are here, and we we tend to just sort of play a game or you know watch an episode or something in the evening. We've all been watching The Office, the US one. Uh, number four, been learning the piano. Wow! And I tend to practice for about an hour and i normally do that in the evening um johnson keys yeah so i mean it is quite difficult i've i've been stuck on jingle bells for about three days um it's using your left hand and your right hand as you've seen you know like your out and johns do um it's actually quite difficult getting your fingers in all these different positions with different rhythms and melodies uh, but I am enjoying it, but it's meant that. I, I basically, what I'm saying is, Ian, I sail right past 8.30. Yeah. Have you considered sleeping less? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger just says, <laughs> just sleep faster. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I guess I could could try that. Um, yeah, By so, the way, that's not a health suggestion. Don't do no, that. It's, it's Matthew Walker somewhere. would suggest not to scrimp on sleep. No, I like sleep. So I haven't really been been watching many films. Although I did watch mid nineties. Um, oh, yeah. The is the Jonah Hill directed sort of skater slice of life. Um, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. It's not really my cup of tea. It's one of them films like not a lot happens. Uh, it's just a sort of slice of life. And I think when you when you're making a film with it where it's like kids, like teenagers. I think it all. I mean, I mean, and this goes for pretty much every film. Actually, the acting has to be spot on. Uh, it has to be really believable. Like you look at something like This Is England or Dead Man's Shoes or a lot of the Shane Meadows stuff. The young actors that they have in it are unbelievable. They're amazing. Uh, and in this, it. I didn't think that they were all they were all great. So I wasn't I wasn't completely sold on on it at that level, but. It looked cool. It was a nice film to watch. I liked. I liked it, but I just didn't think it was. It's just probably not my cup of tea, Ian. I quite enjoyed it actually. Um, I don't have justification for why I enjoyed it, other no. than maybe it's. Um, I said this to you when you told me about it on our WhatsApp chat. But um, it Spoiler reminds alert. me of um, Richard Linklater films like Days and Confused or slacker or that kind of thing like it feels like it's just rather than having the traditional three act structure and like sort of highs and lows of all that sort of stuff it's just a sort of vibe that you kind of go along with and I quite like it it's cool yeah so uh, yeah I I really need to find the time to watch Predator 2 and the other film that I want to see at the moment is uh, I, I sent you a link to it it's called Calm with Horses uh, it's a, it's a, it looks pretty cool. I think it might be decent. But one thing I just wanted to say uh, is that I, th- I want people to stop saying that things are like a powder keg. Um, that was one of the quotes in the trailer. It's like this thing is like a powder keg, ready to go off. Um, we don't have powder kegs anymore. <laughs> just you know, no one really knows what they are. There's no, that's not a frame of reference for me, I'm afraid. I'm not up for things being described as powder kegs. Yeah, me neither, because <laughs> cool, it's agreed. absolutely lost on me. Definition yeah. of powder keg. One, a small, usually metal cask for holding gunpowder or blasting powder. All right, we'll just yeah. say like 
this is like a fucking bomb. Yeah, or something. this is like a ticking time bomb ready to go off. All over your eyes in the cinema. Face. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's just my my thought there. So uh, can I look, immediately I... apologise for the number of films I talked about in my life score and just say that I'm a nine. I'm an eight. It's been a long time since we did the podcast. So there are a lot of films to catch people up on. So yeah, there you go. Should we? Should we uh, yeah, yeah. What is a home cinema? <laughs> you should be prepared for this. Why am I? I'm never prepared for this question. <laughs> that never makes sense. All right, so. Um, it's a place where you can watch films when you're at home. Yeah, yeah. And would you say, if somebody uh, said, I have a home cinema, Ian, do you want to come around and watch Predator 2 uh, at the home cinema? And, and 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 you went, yes. What would you in your head be expecting, at the very least? A lawsuit. <laughs> no, no, tell me. Well, at the very least, if, 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 if somebody <laughs> said, Ian... C- Come to the home cinema. It's great. I've got Predator 2. Let's watch it. Home cinema. What would you expect? A screen bigger than 70 inches and or... Not and or. Just or. Uh, (laughs) Imagine and. Up to and exceeding. (laughs) A screen bigger than 70 inches or a projector. I love the idea, though, that and would be good. So like a screen above 70 inches and projector. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah one of those two and maybe some sort of sound bar slash uh, Dolby surround system of some kind that's a whole yeah I wouldn't be expecting a sound bar if somebody said I've got a home cinema and I saw that they had a sound bar I, I that's when a lawsuit may occur <laughs> right okay I would expect to see at least a 5.1 surround system, if not Dolby Atmos. Okay. Dolby but Atmos? A surround, a surround system for sure. Well, that's as we've introed. What have you got next? <laughs> so, okay. I mean, what, so one of the things that we're talking about really is that we haven't been to the cinema in ages. Nobody has. Nobody's been to the cinema. They're not even releasing films. I think the next film that any of us will probably go and see is maybe Tenet, the Christopher Nolan film. Um, I think that's what they're going to reopen cinemas with. I guess first question is, Ian, are you missing going to the cinema? I think so, yeah. I think so. And what what are you missing about it? So, it's kind of a whole experience, isn't it? But in the past, when I... um, when I lived in my previous house, I used to go to the cinema on my own quite regularly. And you know that. Yeah. Um, go on as the creepy cinema guy. But Yeah, don't don't so, upsell your, your flat as a house though. I think that's It's a home. home. My previous yeah. home. Yeah. Um <clears throat> fine. But what Rhea and I got into the habit of doing since we moved into this house was on Tuesdays, we would go to the cinema in Walthamstow and we would go to Nando's before. Ooh. And recently, Nando's have opened up to home delivery. So we got it the other night and it felt like the start of a cinema experience. Felt like that yeah. sort of treat night. And yeah. unfortunately, all the rest of the cinema experience wasn't there to follow. So it, I don't know, the cinema... I don't know. I don't know what I'm telling you about Nando's. Basically... I am missing it. Yeah. Because I, I do quite like just heading off to check out some stuff that mm-hmm. you don't kind of... I don't know. I think I mentioned this on, on the last podcast. So the last film that I saw in the cinema was The Invisible Man. And I Me think that too. was the last film. Yeah, so we both saw not at the same time. So I saw it in, in LA. So I went to LA for work. I saw The Invisible Man at, I think it was the AMC Cinema in uh, Universal Studios on City City Walk. I was just bored one night. There was not a lot open, so I just decided let's go and watch it. Let's go and get the US uh, cinema experience. So I went there, it was pretty cool. Um, there was no clapping or anything like that. 
um you know you're Ooh. allocated your seat there's a look it was exactly the same cinema experience the only difference that i could tell was there was root beer in the machines which i which i like and all the popcorn is ready to take it's in bags ready for you to pick up you don't have to go up to somebody and say can i have some popcorn it's just there you just pick it up and then you eat it all in the queue wow. <laughs> that's, that's about it um so yeah so i i enjoy doing that and i do i again do enjoy um going to the cinema one i think the thing i was trying to get at when you asked me what what, what i was missing about it was um I quite enjoyed when I was going to the Picture House Cinema that I would be checking out some films that otherwise I think would be buried in some like fangled art film player or something, right? So like occasionally I'd go check out something like um, big and silly and action-based. Terminator then, Genesis. Yeah, and then another day I didn't see... Oh, no, I did see Genesis, actually. What was the most recent one? Uh, Dark Fate yeah I didn't see Dark Fate but anyway so I'd go see something big and silly and then I would also then go and see some art house thing that I would otherwise have to struggle through BFI player or like buy the DVD off Amazon to see and I quite like that sort of mix of the two things I think that's what was cool about going to the cinema there's a wide range of cinematic yeah. experiences anyway um, sorry, so I've got continue. I've got a little a little list here of what the cinema might be like when it reopens. Um, so we're just for clarity, we're recording this. Uh, it's it's the 9th of July. Okay. Okay. Just so you know, so we don't 100% know, but we we feel like cinemas are going to be opening uh, sort of mid end July maybe. So number okay. one, face masks and temperature checks won't be required so you'll just be you'll just be going in um expect a bit of extra queuing on the way in um you know obviously we're we're used to that now so you'll be just sort of queuing a little bit further apart that's that's all fine i think we're all we're all okay uh why don't you think uh face masks will be required okay so it says here um the desire is to make cinemas safe but not to make them feel like you're walking into an emergency ward uh, says Phil Clapp, uh, the chief executive of the UK Cinema Association. So he's like the boss. He's like the end end game boss of the cinema. So if 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 th this is his words, so I think I'd rather wear a mask than you know. I don't know, personal preference. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, he just says safety is paramount, but we we don't want to over medicalize the experience it's supposed to be relaxing uh, i don't need a mask i i wanted to check out the uh, top end cinema experience and uh, it's a real inconvenience to me actually yeah exactly uh okay so and you might be expecting some queuing on the way out show times will be staggered uh, to allow for a deep post movie clean uh so there you okay. go so the, there'll be okay. less showings of things the big old clean and that sounds like a positive thing to me because i hate going into an auditorium and there's like m&ms skittles popcorn all over the floor you can sit with your friends as long as they're in your household so you have okay. to bring in like a bill or something like that with your name on it uh i like this so it, number five it may feel quiet fantastic brilliant yeah that's perfect. great yeah. yeah perfect uh it could be running at as low as 25 percent capacity perfect. Uh, the upset of that means less chance of someone being on their phone during the movie i don't oh, know how wonderful. that yeah i suppose the odds work out uh you'll still be able to buy food and drinks obviously per perspex screens and all that uh but pick a mix you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be getting any pick and mix Okay. Yeah. As people uh, digging their hands in, ain't gonna happen, says Clap. <laughs> uh, Lou they're breaks they're gonna be... be putting their hands together for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lou breaks will be a little different. Do you want to have a guess? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I think you have to just go in your seat. <laughs> there's a there's a tube. You have to a, a, attach uh, some oh, kind this... of. 
This is a real deep cut, but I can't remember what the episode was, but a long time ago we talked about something where like Robocop or Liam Neeson or somebody had control (laughs) over your cinema seat. What was that about? Oh, well, that was, that was, so there was a little bit about being able to go to the toilet in your seat, but I seem to remember that you would have like a, a panel that would uh, maybe sort of squirt water or vibrate <laughs> someone if they're talking too loud or there'd be microphones in the seat to pick up yeah, loud talking, cool. uh, something like that. Um, okay. So yeah, so loo breaks will be a little different. Um, there'll be you know separators and you know things like that so i i don't know i've not been to a public toilet in a long time so i just don't know they may be they may some may stay shut so some of your smaller ones may just stay closed for for the whole summer you've not been to a public toilet in a long time but there is a hole in the side of your shed isn't there ian i haven't got a shed anymore i've moved house and the shed didn't come with me Oh, nightmare. Well, whoever's moved into that house has got a shock in their hands. Um, They'll need a black light to work that out. Hmm. Uh, So you'll be able to watch two two new blockbusters and some old favourites. So I don't really know what's coming out, but there was one that was advertised. It's a a Russell Crowe film where he's a really annoyed trucker, where he's just sort of reached the end of his tether. So it's like... um... It's like that Michael Douglas film. Yeah, but he's a trucker. You could probably see it as a some sort of sequel. Falling Down. Let me just yeah. find out what it's called. Falling Down, yeah, Michael Douglas. No, it's not that one. It's not that one. It's called... Just oh, bear no, with me while I... It's not that one. It's like that one. It is very much like that one. It's called Stressed Out or something. like. Oh, Unhinged. <laughs> Stressed Out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, so it's called it's called that. it's called unhinged um and the tagline is he can happen to anyone i guess pretty good tagline there you go let's talk about home cinema all right cool so i've got an obscene piece of equipment here that i think sort of epitomizes what i was thinking when it came to home cinema kit and it's on something it's on a website called peter tyson dot co dot uk which is an audio audio slash visual mike's brother um yeah mike's brother peter who is based in the uk Um, (laughs) it's it's an almost almost three grand speaker pack two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine pounds ninety pence or from 41 pounds a month (laughs) 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 who's who's going into this sort of kit thinking i'll pay in installments well people that people that aren't going to the gym anymore i guess maybe um one of the top uh parts of the spec is something oh that's uh my email sorry um one of the top specification uh like sort of unique selling points is uh, inverted commas sit anywhere close unique cue sound so I think it's supposed to be unique sound but it's spelled U N I dash Q sound unique unique uh, yeah I guess because <clears throat> obviously with a surround sound system you're going to want to sort of set up uh, for a listener so I think maybe just what I would say is my my opinion my big opinion on on audio sound is that it's the hardest thing to really integrate into just a living room a normal living space so uh, you know that's why that's me, why you beat me to it because my my notes on sound are extremely limited it just says depends massively on the room doesn't it and yeah room and other people who who you share that space with whether they want you know um holes drilled into the ceiling to support atmos speakers whether you know it's okay to have a bunch a a bunch of speakers around the place i mean i i don't even want that um even you so yeah and you're a right one when it comes to sound well actually i i have so when i'm gaming no i have (laughs) It's not it. I mean, you know, you think you're cool laughing at tinnitus. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry for those listeners that we have 
that have tinnitus, but I'm sure listening to us is a worse affliction, to be honest. Yeah, that suffer from this, like, awful thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I actually have a pair of uh, these Sony um, gold virtual 7.1 headphones, and I think they are great. Virtually 7.1. Yeah, so I, I just put them on, and... I mean, it's not perfect Listen. surround sound, but actually it does a really, really good job. You can hear in the background probably that my dog's food has been put in a bowl. Biscuits. Uh, actually, no, that's our pasta going in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> dog food is I, wet. <laughs> you know what? If I'd have had those um, Sony headphones on, I <laughs> would have been You would have been able, able to, to specify the, the pasta, pasta yeah. type. Is it's it pen? Rigatoni. It's no, Rigatoni. it's Rigatoni. Okay. Um, all right, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about these KEF Q950 AV speaker pack speakers anymore. We'll move on. Um, there is some brilliant product that I found on Amazon. When I put in home cinema, it took me, like, the very first top search item was the Easy Go 14 foot inflatable mega movie screen canvas projection screen for outdoor outdoor parties and after quite a long time of looking through uh because it says currently unavailable there was no price on it so i had no way of telling whether it was a high-end piece of kit or not but there's no projector with it it's just a stupid inflatable screen (laughs) and i did a bit more research it turns out these are retailing for 200 quid so um you bought one i bought three um (laughs) yeah Actually, one of the, uh, you know, you get like horrible um, photoshopped, you know, when you buy like pet items on Amazon, I don't know if everyone that listens has pets, but I think everyone that listens to this has pets. Everybody, it's a, it's a requirement, it's a barrier to entry, but on all the products that you buy for pets, they quite often um, will photoshop things horribly next to things that don't quite match the scale. Yeah. And on the second image of this Amazon listing, there is a like badly scaled image of a WWE wrestling match on this inflatable <laughs> screen. So in the previous image, the screen is quite clearly one size. And then on the WWE screen, it's like made to look much, much bigger within the inflatable. Yeah. Anyway, I think if anyone's interested, it's called the, the Easy Go Products Mega Movie Screen. Sounds uh, good. It's for the garden, maybe. That's still the home. Garden cinema? Maybe we should do an episode on that. Or yeah. Um, all right. Sticking with TVs, what do you think about TV modifiers like... Like, say, for example, you've got yourself a nice new TV. Yeah. What do you reckon to go around someone's house and they've got LED lights around the rear edge of the screen that illuminate the wall behind the TV in a certain colour? Is it is it doing it to the film, or is it just you know mood Random lighting? Color. Friend of the podcast Gaz has a <laughs> uh, kaleidoscopic color scheme that it runs through over a sort of set period of time, so it will just blend from purple to red. I to I blue. don't mind it, Lord. I'm a fan of mood lighting. Um, I don't mind it. One step up is probably what you're talking about, which is Philips Hue, right? And I think that yep. probably, if whatever you're streaming from has the coding on any given shot, it will illuminate the background in that color. So, yeah, is that good? Is that something you want? They don't do it. It's, it's surplus to requirements. I, I've, I've, I've got some of the um, these LED color changing lights, and and I do enjoy, you know, if I'm playing like a a game in the evening and I don't want the big light on I don't really even want uh, a lamp on you could just put those on change it to whatever vibe you're feeling at the moment uh, and, and just put on yeah I'm, I'm up for it I'm fine I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look down on it I know you are okay. that's, that's where you're coming from no it's not I was shocked that that's where you went with that uh, what about so a friend of the podcast Gaz also has a hot dog machine what do you think of that as part of the sort of home cinema experience I am essential or surplus 
Well, yep. it's definitely surplus, but it's it's lovely. Like, you know, you said at the very start of the episode, you said if somebody took you to their home cinema, what are the minimum requirements that you would expect? I think if they'd shit the bed on the projector or the 70-inch <laughs> screen or the sun... A garden mega inflator. <laughs> yeah. So if they'd shit the bed in one of those many ways, but... <laughs> They had the home hot dog machine. I think, I think that would more than make up for it. Gaz's hot yeah. dogs are pretty spot on, to be honest. Yeah, and we're not just talking to, about just... some like basic hot dog thing that heats no. them. It's it's one this of is the an rollers, industrial industrial meat rolling hot dog machine. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> look, I think neither of us can lay claim to having a home cinema. I True. I just have I have a decent you know well not even decent I'd say it's like a mid-range LG TV it was the cheapest one I could buy I haggled the guy in John Lewis I got it price matched you know I, I didn't pay a lot for it but it's you know it's 4K it's got the HDRs um, but I'm I'm just listening to the speakers from the TV so I'm not getting any excellent stuff there uh, so I wouldn't lay claim to having a home cinema and and even so friend of the podcast Tommy actually posted that he probably wouldn't lay claim to having a home cinema either and suffers from window glare like I do yeah. um, and also the fight between gunshots and dialogue which is something that is solved by a home cinema because often when you're listening in in surround then the dialogue is normally in the center speaker which means not everything else has to keep ducking uh yeah. but when you're just on a television that's when you start getting this like fight for dialogue and, and action when you're Ducking leaping out. for the controller like, what what's hugo weaving saying i can't you know it's oh it's too loud I scared the cat he does have a lovely wood Swashed burner him. though and some nice exposed wooden floors so yeah every, every cloud yeah, I was just saying how I'd had the same TV pretty much my whole life. But when I went to buy this new one, which again, like you, is sort of mid-range, I don't know, like 400 quid mark. So like not, Something like that. Not video file level. But the reason, the reason mine well, is... What is a video file? Somebody that files videos. Okay. Not um, a sexual deviant. <laughs> no, it's not video drone. Okay. Um, so my TV is a UHD Ultra HD 4K but everybody that I asked when I went to buy it told me OLED but OLED is 55 inches and above only like they don't do yeah. OLED smaller than that and unfortunately because the way our room is laid out we just can't physically have a bigger TV than 43 it just fits in the alcove bit where our TV unit is so yeah. I was restricted my cinema is only ever going to be 43 inches big. So. Something you have to live with. Just got to live with that. Just got to live with it. Um, but I'm happy with it. It's good. I like it. The One reason thing... why you may have heard me uh, giggle to myself a minute ago was because I just remembered that co host of the podcast, Peter Cater, uh, also bought a new TV not so long ago. <laughs> And it ha- and it has football mode on it, which was which was fun. Um, and he I doesn't think, watch football. <laughs> yeah, I bought it because it has football mode in it. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I think he was trying to get a discount. As if if they removed football mode, could he have some money off? <laughs> so um, this gets me onto this article that I have called. Um, uh, 10 worst TV technologies. How fast can you get through these? I'm not going to go and through all And is curved time. screen one of them? Curved screen is one of them. Curved screen okay. TVs are a gimmick, at least at their current incarnation okay, can sizes. Okay, can I try and guess another one? Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, 3D with powered yeah. glasses. Yeah, some companies have already dropped it because they know it's just bollocks. Motion smoothing. Motion smoothing. So that's what I was getting on to because I think that kind of drifts into the um, the football mode territory, doesn't it? Yeah. Soap opera effect off. is how it's listed here. The artificial smoothing introduced by many TVs can usually be turned off 
as in the picture above, uh, the picture above says smooth motion effect. Uh, but in most models, it's on by default. And if you listen to Tom Cruise, that's something that you should probably be turning off to get the full movie effect at home. Well, I trust Tom Cruise. Why? I, I mean, because he, he knows films. He knows Hollywood. So he knows that, that you know, people... Like, the, the films aren't made to have this smoothing effect. I mean, I, I went round my, my parents' house and... um they'd bought a new tv and it had this kind of motion smoothing effect i think they were watching stardust you know the uh the stardust film pacino no with it's got ricky gervais de niro and 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 people in it um and and it had they had this motion smoothing on it right so they had this motion smoothing and it just looked terrible it was like the veil had been lifted and you were looking at the set yeah, it just, I think it I got felt that. like you were looking at Ricky's set. I think I had that same effect. I'm, I've mentioned it before, but when I watched Public Enemies, it was the first I think um, HD film that Michael Mann had made, and the HD cinema cameras had made it look like you're watching theatre rather than a movie. Anyway, I think um, can we just close on home cinema with your thoughts on sound bars? And I think you've already said a little bit on it, but like what the point in trying to improve your audio at home is should people bother with that at all ollie's final word okay settle down uh i think that obviously a sound bar kind of helps because it's sorting out that space issue which i know a lot of people have have that so a sound bar will go some way to making it it sound better it will go some way to separating the channels a bit I think you can get them where they have the separate center channel so it would deal with the with the speech. So I think that yeah, I think that a soundbar as long as you're getting the right one that does the job that you expect it to do um is is a great you know a, a great option. Okay, um, that's the right one. That's the right one. That's the wrong one. Yeah, that one doesn't have a you know a center channel. Don't get it. It won't be any different. Okay. Um, so that's yeah that's that's my final thoughts Ian um, I had one question for you just before we get onto um, onto the name game okay. uh, if you were to get home cinema what what's your go to film to you know to really put that home cinema through its paces um, Terminator 2 Judgment Day probably uh... would that be the newly remastered version or the old version on VHS <laughs> widescreen um, probably Steel the newly book. remastered version right but one f- pitfall actually of 4K and all that sort of stuff that is commonly called out and I think it was in that top 10 nonsense things is that um, the human eye really struggles to perceive the difference between 1080 and 4K that, so that is like, nonsense that's what this article says. I, I, that's nonsense. And it says the viewing experience is... For, like, so I know that when we're talking about the remastered version, really we're talking about the Blu-ray, right? But yeah. if we're talking about the remastered version somehow streamed, it was suggesting on this website that also uh, the, for, the, for the perceived improvement in quality there's a lot of other things that would be compensated for in the streaming so like if your if your internet has any sort of dip at any point the compression to try and get the 4k through to you mm. uh will be doing all sorts of things with the frame rate and stuff like that so anyway terminate yeah, just watch if you were just watching it on physical media or a hard drive then you know it's fine i've noticed so i have noticed that 4k does look does look better but I think at that point, like the quality of the telly and like where the, you know, like you've really got, I think you really have to set up a TV. You have to go in and sort of fiddle with the blacks and the whites and the, you know, saturation and all those sort of things to get a picture. Because when we were watching The Matrix the other night, I kind of had it on this on this sort of default setting and it was basically green. Like, you know, you know, when he's, you know, when he's kind of in the office 
and the agents are coming in and he's on the phone and he's sort of ducking at and all that kind of stuff he's like Keanu Reeves Neo's skin was literally green uh, because the TV was just set up completely wrong uh, so I do think you do need to go in and you know I, sort of fine tune I I get it I agree that calibrating your screen is important but I think it's fair to say that the Matrix does have a green tint because it is ah, uh, like, this is too much this was like the adventures of young Hulk okay fair enough but it was it was an intentional tent that was added to it I think to kind of um, carry through from like the computer code colour like so yeah. it's supposed to be like old computer code and that comes up in the matrix code that then appears later in the film and all that sort of stuff so a lot of it like so when you're in the matrix there's a green tint which is like yeah. when Mr. Anderson's at his office desk when they're when not you're it's out blue. of the matrix the tint is slightly different it's bluer blue blorange Blorange, probably Blorange, yeah. But yeah. anyway, I, like it's there, but I get what you're saying. You should calibrate your screen. Right, you hear that, everyone? Go, go ahead and calibrate your screens now. I think um, you can get tools for it. Probably. Calibration tool. <sighs> Ian, I've got the name game to, you know, to sort of see us out. So you remember this one, yeah? So I give you the first name. Yeah. And then you hit me with the surname. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so I give you the first name, you give me the surname, okay? Mark. Blorange. Uh, e. Mark. Marky Mark. Wahlberg. Wahlberg, yeah. Dexter. Fletcher. Jessica. I immediately thought Sarah Jessica Parker, so now I can't think of anyone else. Jones? Uh, Alba. Okay. John. Ham. Cena, the oh, rock, correct. <laughs> Carrie, Fisher, and Moss. Atmos. Okay. Carrie Atmos. Um, <laughs> Hillary. She's she's Dolby's sister. <laughs> Hillary. Um, Swank. Hillary correct. Swank. Donald. Glover. Pleasance. Bernie. <sighs> Hillary and Bernie is this okay uh, Bernie Bernie Mac correct Joe Britannia Pesci oh fuck you just watched The Matrix mate you got the wrong Joe I know but I was see this is where you normally try and figure out what I'm doing and what breadcrumbs I may have left <laughs> too many it's a mess yeah <laughs> too many too many breadcrumbs uh, okay done? I hope you enjoyed that I didn't count how many you got but not nine out of nine if you like the podcast then you can listen to more of them why don't you try that listen to all of them um, I've just had a message during this podcast from a friend of the podcast Ronnie who said what other Arnie films are essentials we've just watched Commando and I said Kindergarten Cop actually no just listen to all of our many many Arnie episodes so um, do that everyone can go back and listen to the Arnie episodes how can you do that well we're on Podbean Spotify Apple Podcasts all sorts of podcast places just check it all out go through the list go through the list you're already listening to it so you must be able to check them out and if you can leave a five star review uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at GOF Podcast I think that's enough are you enforcing those uh, five star reviews still that's a requirement, I'm afraid. If you review, it must be five stars. Ollie, sounds like you're already packing up to go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully... I've saved the project and I'm not recording anymore, so... Okay. Uh, I've already edited it. It's out. Bye. Bye.